Hello and welcome. Thank you to everybody and anybody that's listening. This is the Ann Lopez podcast. I'm Nathaniel Lopez, and with me is Avery. Hi. That's uh, that's you. That is me. Hello to anybody. To those from Tucson, you might know her as a host for a KFMA time slot. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to give you a proper introduction. <laughs> um, what, do you, what do you do? What do I do? We're, we'll start with the radio. Um, so I'm the evening DJ with Rock 102.1 KFMA. Um, so I'm on Monday through Friday from 6 p.m. until midnight. Boom. I host Local Noise. Yeah, Local Noise. That is where she plays some noise from fucking locals. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we can cuss on this. That's so Yeah, nice. you can say whatever the fuck yes. you want. You could go off onto a rant about terrible things. I mean, I don't know how preferred that is. That's you fair. Know, maybe, That's people, fair. maybe people will be into it. Um, I've got a whole list of things that I want to talk to you about. Um, so included. Where, let's start out because this, I want to keep this podcast predominantly music-based. I guess that's why I've asked you to be here, because mm-hmm. you do something involving music. So what is this first thing? Oh, well, let's just explain how we met. The first time we ever met was at a house party. It was. It, wow. That was, <laughs> that at, was in December of 2016? Some, something like that. I think yeah. so. I think it was 2016. Yeah, that was, at, that was Toilet's first show. It was the first house show, and then... That was my first time seeing any of those bands. That was Bummer's show, right? Yeah, I think so. It was like Bummer... Dude, I don't remember who else was on that Some other people. Spider Cider, I think. Oh, Spider Cider was definitely on that one. Spider Hot Cider. (laughs) Um, Spider Hard Cider, huh? Make it. Someone out there who was part of Spider Cider make some fucking... Cider Company. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that show was uh, that was a really fun place. It was. I think it was nice to feel like the music community, not just not just being a part of the show and seeing good music, but like, hey, these are friends. Even though I knew absolutely nobody oh, exactly. there, it was a very very friendly scene. You know, um, fucking. I think it was just because of a very close house party. Everybody was fucked up. Everybody's drinking. I've got pictures from that party. <laughs> And it's just it makes me laugh because, well, because we were just we were just like once we figured out we could smoke there and yeah. get fucked and drink we were just like okay All right, cool <laughs> I was like and then we just started chilling like it like it was our fucking place for some reason but yeah you for some reason like toilet oh we love toilet I know and then you you started helping us out you started getting us more shows we did we loved you a lot and we appreciated that. When we did work with you specifically, you guys not only showed up for the shows, but you guys always promoted and you're always fun and creative about it. And because people don't realize that when you're putting on a show and especially when you're doing a DIY show, how much work goes into it and how much of your own time and your own money goes into it. Oh, yeah. You have to spend time finding a place to throw the show, finding the context to find or to find even 
that option at that point mm-hmm. um then you have to figure out okay what kind of a what kind of a show is this what kind of bands can i actually put on this who's yeah. actually going to be willing to say yes and play this show and at that point it's okay now i have to put money into advertising and to figuring out how we can push the show and try and make this a good show for everybody whether you're coming out to see it whether you're a part of the show and you're playing it or whether you're the touring band and you're needing just a chance because you're out there and you're hustling and so exactly. is everybody in the local scene too so everybody should see that and should be a part of it together everybody needs to help each other out it's you know it's easy to fall into that mindset Mm -hmm. where it's like a competition or just or or apathetic be like "Ah, i don't care about yeah or even if you just don't realize that part of this is not only just social media and digital media it Mm. still has to be traditional media you still have to go out and talk to people you should still go out and flower flyer you should still go out and have flower be little bees and spread your music love everywhere recycle paper though (laughs) keep it green keep it green Seriously, just make contacts, talk to people, get people excited to be a part of music again, and go out there and and put a little bit more work into it. And I feel like as a promoter and having done promoting and things like that, that's where it was really difficult to work with a lot of bands continuously and just try and give them the you know us being the first foot forward and being hey this is how you do it like we're working this hard and we're putting all of this in for you and just expecting that to come back to you and a lot of times it really just does it and it's kind of sad but with you guys it was always really nice to work with you guys because you thank you we're really really good about that you're always on time (laughs) we try to be for the most part because you know we know how it feels to have motherfuckers roll up late we've like we threw shows in San Juan and some at one point uh um, like it was like us, some other artist, two rappers, and this first rapper missed his set. So then we ended up playing, but then he came back mm. and then played after us, and he only missed his set because he wanted to play after us. Mm. And it's just like, fuck it, I'm over it, it's done. <laughs> yeah, know, no, it's fine. It's fine. I just wish people would be like I said, a community together. It's like we're all working hard together, and we all want stuff from this. So. It just goes a lot faster if we all do it together, and it's not so. It's more people putting into the pot instead of just taking from exactly, it. Exactly. So. You know, give more pennies. Stop taking <laughs> them, God damn it. <laughs> um, so music is pretty heavy involved in your life. Uh, mm-hmm. Why? Why? What got you into music in the first place? Like, what is... What makes your connection so strong with music? That's actually a really weird one for me. Um, For most of my life, I was the biggest tomboy in the entire world. My first love was was sports. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, baseball specifically, I have been playing since I can remember. Whether it was summer leagues and, you know, all the way through. What about softball? Softball? Yeah, that's, you know, initially or eventually what I had to transition to for, you know, high school and that stuff. But, yeah, I got my, my varsity letters and... I got, you know, some, you know, things once upon a time ago in another world and stuff. So that's kind of weird when I think back on it. I'll bring that up in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of weird for me to think about like all of that. And then I ended up getting really involved with, I guess, art through my dad, who was always very involved with, hey, let's do art projects all the Mm, time. So that ended up transitioning on later into my life where I just always enjoy doing art projects and stuff. And uh, so I guess... 
music has just always been in the background and right, you know right. that attributes to you know so much of your memory and just so oh, much definitely. you know different things so whether you're, you're working on something and you know even now when i work on stuff you always know just projects playing. always music yeah you're working out you know just how how many things do you listen to or do with music in the background so i was reading a book yesterday and i had to put some music on because i was trying <laughs> to read it by itself and like in silence it just doesn't work and i was just like i don't i need i need something else i I'll, i have to put the tv on and i'm not gonna pay attention to the tv i'm gonna be trying to read this book and then at one point i was just like starting to read the lyrics in my head of the song <laughs> while i was reading this book i was like okay i need to separate, separate myself <laughs> put this music farther away from me what kind of uh what kind of music did your parents play around like so what kind of music was like playing around your house um my dad is definitely a hard rocker he uh went to a lot of concerts when he was younger uh so he went to a lot of is. like iron maiden and all right, right you on. know all of those good ones white snake was always a big prominent one in my head van halen for sure all those my mom definitely liked a lot of that music too but she was also um just involved in the 80s culture in general yeah. so got a good okay. mix of just 80s okay. music yeah. and 90s music and you know and right then it just the radio was always playing growing up so whether it was you know car rides or always whatever it was there's a car yeah. ride somewhere and you're a little kid and you're just like standing <laughs> yeah. up the window and this music's playing in the background and then little do you know that when you hear this song way in the future is gonna be like what the it's fuck? gonna be you're important gonna, you're gonna feel something <laughs> in your body and it's gonna be like well oh, i remember this song it's crazy this moment too exactly. it's not even that song it's this moment in time and yeah and it's crazy how music can just bring back like a whole sensation like scent and i scent and music to me are like the two things that can bring me back into like this crazy like this crazy depressing nostalgia it's mm-hmm. like oh my god i just start getting in this Oh. depressing nostalgia is definitely the bigger part of it too man there's so much to miss about it so much and it's like the feeling of of getting to experience music for the first time because you yeah. get it from first second hand because you know your parents and what you get exactly. like that and then you start discovering things for yourself and what you fall in love with and for why and like man that first that first time you really fall in love with music after that first break is so important and yes. it's not surprising to me why all agree. of us still even you know getting into our 30s or late 20s at this point are just like still the biggest emo kids ever oh, of course <laughs> if we we grew up on it so i mean like it's it's in our roots you know sometimes you just gotta stick to your roots you know we just kind of bloom into these stranger things now yeah yeah this that we're sponsored by Stranger Things. I wish. Netflix. Man, did you oh god, I wish I Please. had any sponsors. <laughs> yeah, I usually like. I'm to with you the there. End. I'm just like at the end, I have no sponsors, and I don't. I'll make up my own sponsors and I'll sponsor That's myself. We'll work on it. It's okay. Uh, Predictions. Do you remember uh, like what the first album that you like fell in love with that was you felt like was your own sense of music? Oh, it wasn't like man. your parents' like, <laughs> music. It was like maybe it was like the first CD you bought or the first album that your parents didn't really care for, but you were like super into. Just an, or maybe just oh, an man. album. Just that... music in general. I guess I could just name off a few that really pop into my head at that point in time. Because, um, you know, LimeWire and stuff was oh, <laughs> a big thing at that point. So it was when you could, when you could, and you know, when you had the availability and when it would load fast enough, all, all that stuff. Exactly. And when you had enough space for, you know, certain songs, this, that, and the other thing. Um, let me think. 
Body Bag by Hit the Lights. I always specifically remember from high school and just completely fell in love with that song. And then from there, it was just like, man, pop punk, where is this pop punk oh, stuff? You're, and you're all time low. Punk, and right. oh my gosh, all time low. And then, you know, getting older and discovering like Four Years Strong and oh man, some good stuff. And then getting. How did you get into Blink 182? Blink 182. Blink 182. Their self titled album, hands down, always their self titled album, will agree. be my favorite one. The best um, one. Oh, it gets so dark and heavy. It gets so dark and heavy, and I love it. I oh, love it so much. But I think. With Blink at that point, because I mean they were from the '90s, you know, yeah, exactly. so it it was an older an older crowd that showed that to me, yeah. the older skater kids basically that showed me Blink 182, and you know that at that point we were listening to a lot of like My Chem and Good Charlotte, oh, so you, and, you, you were know, already so. deep into the well, not deep but you were, you were yeah i remember to starting to phase. yeah i remember somebody showed me good charlotte i want to say my eighth grade in middle okay, school when okay. i was in eighth grade so yeah and it's just you know it, and then you dyed your hair for the first time and then <laughs> I did. you're so right and then and then high school hit and i did dye my hair of course, wow, everybody's so got those funny. phases. I oh, I have some too. great scene kid pe- pe- uh, pictures. Oh. I and I didn't think that I would be embarrassed by them back I saw, then. I, I was hardcore about it. Oh, your, oh, it like gets worse hair. than that. Your, it gets your, worse. Your fingerless gloves. Yep, always. I loved wearing my gloves you know and lots of jewelry. I love lots of jewelry. Very eighties. I like very eighties uh, influence. I things. think exactly. I was going to say those uh, fingerless gloves that a lot of the emo kids would wear. I yeah, was it was very like, Madonna originally. Exactly but I like the lace it. gloves, mm-hmm. and it's just like okay, this is just the more punkish way. This is like a mix of punk and popish. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't fucking know. I don't know either. It was a thing. I'm not, I'm it was not a, whole, a, fa- who I'm not a fashion Whatever. person. I can't, I can't give my two cents on a whole decade of fashion. That no. I'm I mean, it was it was of. black and neon and, you know, yeah, lots of, lots of band. It was just like the music community again. It was such an easy thing to fall in love with. And like once you, dude... Summer at the Warp Tour, you know, it does so, it to you. <laughs> is that, was that like your first like live show? What was your first live show? Um, like? No, my first like big live show, well, I, I guess at least big to me without, you know, parents and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I went to a show here in Tucson actually oh, with a Tucson. friend because I'm from New Mexico originally. I'm yeah, from, I was going to ask you how you got to Arizona. Yeah, I'm from two and a half hours away. So she's from two and a half men. Yeah, two New and a half men, New Mexico. <laughs> Yes, we'll call well, not it that. The I Ashton, like it. Not the Ashton Kutcher version, the, the Charlie Sheen the Char- Ooh, the down and dirty. One. Yes, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so first show uh, with a friend from high school um, who liked a lot of music and stuff as well. So we went to The Rock, which is why The Rock has always been oh, a very okay. important thing it's for like me. A... So when I started working there, it was magic on magic and i was so crazy that you think that about somewhere in tucson seriously i completely i was from a very small town so it's just like i I fell in love with music that hard that was the thing that i really really fell in love with at that point i guess just music was just i i guess i replaced people with music is kind Uh of how i describe it um but anyway so the show at the rock ended up being um 
I set to kill in oh, fear okay. and faith. Sky eats airplane and the word alive. Ooh, sky eats airplane. Yeah, dude, it was great. And they were, Good I guess, um, in fear and house. faith. And the word alive actually didn't end up playing because oh, they got food poisoning. And the lead singer of Sky eats airplane did as well. And he ended up puking like all over the people that were like right in the front. And I felt so bad for them. That it was guy's gross. A hard motherfucker. I think he just like yesterday posted on his Instagram. Like some pictures of like a mugshot of his, yeah. just, like <laughs> trying to fight like a whole block. Yep. Just, like, I don't like, wow, even that... remember what happened to him. Honestly, well, well, <laughs> there was Glass Cloud. Oh, and that's I right. I mean, I, I know, I, I know, a bunch okay. of people from Glass Cloud went somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to see Glass Cloud with Let Live at the Rock. Oh, but then they got held up somewhere, mm-hmm. and then it was just like Let Live and somewhere yeah. else. It was I the Mighty. Oh yep, man, I yep. loved that show. That show I love I the Mighty and Let Live. And crazy I'm that we were at the see, It's funny we were at the same show. Yeah. We, were, we were in the same vicinity before we like probably like years before we would ever know each other. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Very much. No, did Efren tell you the story about how oh, I ran yeah, into you, him you, before you, I ever knew you guys? Yeah, that he, uh, he said you sent him a picture. Okay, so <laughs> I used to work. So one of the things that first got me involved um, in the music scene and starting to pursue the music scene, because I came in from a complete outsider. I had okay. no idea. I had I did not know my you first three new. years in Tucson. I had I did not know anybody. Literally nobody from Tucson. I went to work. To Tucson? Um, 2012. 2012. Yeah. The year the world is supposed to end. <laughs> yes, definitely. I remember that countdown. Dolphin going everywhere, and everywhere. You came to Tucson? Yep, came to Tucson, decided that I was going to... I spent a lot of time in theater, um, and I love... Acting was definitely very, very big for me. I spent about 10 years in theater when you look at it from school. You know, I didn't didn't stop. I went to a lot of competitions. I have a lot of, like, state awards and stuff like that for... Competitions? That's fucking awesome. Yeah, we went to state competition every year, and it was amazing. Our state had that. Yeah, it does here, too, but your your school has to be a part of it. It has to be willing to do it. And we had an amazing teacher... Scotty Knight. I love Scotty Knight forever. Shouts out to Scotty Knight. Always shouts out to I know Scotty Knight. I know you're listening, Scotty. <laughs> he's a big fan. He, yeah, I know. He's uh, always he, a big he fan. He sends letters. He better be a big fan. I'll tell him. I'll tell him. Tell I'll him, hunt him down. His, I'll send him a letter or something. <laughs> send, it by, send it by pigeon. By pigeon. I think I would have to. That would probably be the best way to do it. Dang. I wish my school... My school barely got a drama class. Mm-hmm. My you're lucky you had one in Jack Manuel. Surprised. Yeah, well, you know, that town is a fucking going nowhere fast. In the words of the Smith, in the words of the Smith song, nowhere fast. It's <laughs> nowhere fast. That place is... I don't want to talk about it. You'll you'll see it in a, in a documentary down the road somewhere. <laughs> I'll document it. You'll be the one to do it. Yeah. That's how that happens. Yeah. I so you imagine. did theater, and you were theater. awesome at it. I love theater. I went to college my first two years. For theater. Where did you attend? Somewhere um, in New EAC. Okay. Yeah. Um, EAC. And I don't talk about those times, <laughs> to be perfectly were, honest. Were they dark in times? Thatcher, yeah. They were there the dark times. Oh, in Thatcher? Yeah. Arizona. Thatcher, Arizona. Okay. Thatcher, Safford. Were you, yeah. getting, were you getting fucked up? Do you have a drug problem? <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. No, show, I did not have a drug problem. It was just crazy. It was why, just a crazy. That's why I have these beautiful candles. It was just right out of high school. It's just, where is, what are you doing with your life? What is the world? You know, it's just kind of weird. It was just a weird place for me to be personally. I, I, I Especially think. if you were fresh out of high school. Yeah, it's just not, it wasn't state. the place for me to be as a person. And you got to figure that out. Well, I'm 
made friends, you okay. know, in the theater department and stuff, and we had a good time. And it, yeah, it just it wasn't it wasn't the town that I wanted to be in or oh, needed well, to be in. It just wasn't for me or whatever. Is, I think heavily Mormon. Very much so. Very Were much people so. trying to rope you into their marriages? Oh no, they <laughs> very much so ignored me. <laughs> And uh, just, like, uh, this, I, I this had a friend that was invited me. to a chocolate milk party, and I was invited the to the chocolate, milk, chocolate party. milk party. I don't know. Is it where you drink chocolate milk? Yeah, oh, on a Friday oh. night and watch movies or something. But I wasn't invited. At a Mormon church. Um, I don't know, or a Mormon community or something. Who knows? I, dude, I don't. I wasn't invited. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. you stay, I wasn't you, allowed in. Did you stay in your dorm? Um, I, yeah, I lived in the apartments across the street. So yeah, pretty much. I, I spent a lot of time by myself listening to music and creating things. So and watching a lot of movies. I love oh, movies. Yeah, movies get by. Mm-hmm. That's why I got a fuckload of shit. Yeah, I love them. You have some good ones in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, need, I need to put something over it so it yeah, it's, hide it a little bit, yeah, <laughs> make it a little uh, more private. <laughs> yeah, during another podcast, Nick, whenever we get off topic, Nick just starts reading out, oh, reading just... out DVD titles and starts talking <laughs> shit about my movie collection. Oh, that's funny. But um, I'll have to listen to that one. So what brought you into Tucson? Into Tucson? Um, for as much as I love theater and acting, it also very much so scared me to imagine myself going into L.A. where there's a million of me out there trying to do this, yeah, you know, here acting thing. Too. Exactly. And I, it didn't make sense in my head to imagine myself trying to pursue this thing head on, but waitressing but, and trying yeah. to make time for that struggle. Like, it didn't make sense to me. It's like, you wouldn't have the time. You just wouldn't, no matter how good you are, whatever, you wouldn't have the time. And I felt that if I was going to make it, I had to be a force to be reckoned with, yeah, not build just the foundation. Exactly. So have, I have more to take with you. Exactly. Exactly. And there's a lot of things that are important to me and that I like personally and music being very much so a, a big one for me. So I um, decided that, you know, graphic design is something that I could take with me anywhere. It's portable. It's something that's probably growing, you know, I don't know about anymore, but it was growing at that point. So I decided I would move to Tucson. There's more jobs. There's more schools. Let me see where, you know, this goes. And it took me, I want to say, a year until I I started going um, to school at AI, which was a whole nother, whole nother shit show that did not need to happen, but also did teach me enough for me to... I, I didn't graduate. I left after my second year because uh, they wouldn't switch my schedule to a part-time schedule because yeah. I was literally working and going to school like around the hour. Oh, like, your, job w- your job wouldn't switch your schedule? My um school wouldn't. School. Sc- yeah, my job, there was no way. It was, it, it was crazy. It, yeah, it was a little too crazy. But it was enough that it was like, hey, if I can just go to a part. And I was working at KFMA at that yeah. point. Okay. Uh, once I hit my third year in Tucson, I applied uh, for KFMA and ended up starting to work there. Right. So I had a part-time job, a full-time job, and was going to school full-time. And I was like, okay, I can do all of this, but I just need a little bit of help here. And the school was very unwilling to help. So I was like, okay, going to take a break then from this so I can make sure I don't burn myself out and make sure it's okay. And uh, I ended up just taking a little bit of what they taught me and growing with that and... Saying fuck and you deciding, guys. fuck you guys. It wasn't I'm even a fuck back. you. I wanted to go back for my degree, I guess, at some point. But Steve after that, I was like, you know, I'll just home. get experience versus education. It'll be the, it'll even out to the same thing if I work my ass off. So you know, I would yeah. agree. I've been, I'm in that same fucking boat. I went to school for probably an accumulation of like four years. Yeah. Like, oh wow, you went to I could for a while probably too. have a degree if I would have <laughs> just stuck with my first intention. Mm-hmm. Because it was literally, I just, it was just a two-year degree in business, and I 
I just fucking hated school because I literally graduated and then I had a week off yeah. and I was back in school. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Met a really cool professor. at. I went to this like community college because I had two years for free. Mm-hmm. But then I ended up losing that scholarship because I stopped giving a shit and <laughs> trying. Stop doing your thing that you're supposed to be doing. And then I'm just fucking thankful that my parents like saved up money for a college fund and shit. <laughs> and we're on top of that. So they um Dang, you got a second chance, yeah, a I second a, go I run. Got a second chance and I went I went to Pima and I took some film classes mm-hmm. and I learned a lot. Yeah. But and then I was just like, yeah, I thought I was gonna do it. I thought I was gonna stick with it. But I it, it Work in school is definitely a bitch. I was, like, working nights, and I, I was literally, like, working from midnight to 8 a.m., and then I would come home, and then I would stay up until about 8 o'clock, fall, oh, fall asleep until 11, wake up, drive to work, then come home, and then I was getting about, for, like, two months, I was getting, like, three hours of sleep every night. And then just trying to go to school, I would fall asleep at home, and then I would just miss class. And what really did it was, I thought this one class, this one documentary class was, I thought it was once a week, because I was mm-hmm. trying to aim for just once a week with it, with every class. And I kept, I missed like the first thing because I fell asleep, so I was like, I'll come back the second time. Came back the second time, we had a sub. I was like, oh, strange. Man. So I came back the third time, and he's just like, are you even going to be in this class? And this was a really cool professor, but I think he just had saw that. Oh, little, he had already he saw, written he, you off. He had saw a little bit of, well, he just saw that I was a little bit of a slacker. Mm-hmm. And so he was addressing it. And then whenever he's like, hey, do you need the syllabus? I was like, no, I got it. And I started looking at it and said, uh, two times a week, I was just like, okay, I closed my laptop, put it in my backpack. I was just super embarrassed. Got oh, up. Oh, man. Left, went home and just dropped that class. And then I didn't even, yeah, dropped it. And I was, like, literally one day short of getting my money back, too. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, that sucks. I mean, I guess I was just taking for granted what my parents were offering. I'm a piece yeah. of shit. Because, <laughs> you know, my little brother, for him, he, uh, you know, he went and got a degree. Yeah. He ended up having to take out, like, loans and stuff to finish mm-hmm. his degree. But now he's doing a bunch of crazy stuff. But that's... Yeah, but it's not for everybody, and I think that there just needs to be a better transition from there being, okay, we're, you know, grade school, grade school, grade school, middle school, middle school, high school, high school, okay, boom, here you are on your own, here's the world, or whatever. Like, there needs to be a better transition point in between those things, I think. I don't know. I just, and it's not necessarily, like, college isn't necessarily the thing, I think, for everybody, or should be the focus, or anything either. It's like... You know, I think a year off is definitely not something that people should be like, you know, if you just take a year off, you're not gonna Mm -hmm. fucking, you're not gonna go... For a couple years off, and especially because the workforce is always such a big thing on, hey, like, you need to come in with experience, you need to come, well, how about we put our kids in, like, internships, their second, two second years out of high school or something like that, into things they're interested in, like, oh, you're interested in sciences? Here, here's an internship in this. This is what it actually means, and this is what it is you're gonna be doing. Then that gives people the opportunity to be like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was gonna be, let me try and, I'll try and go this internship next. 
next time or you know whatever like give people a chance to like experience a lot more things especially if you want to make a push on sciences and maths and things like that like show what the opportunities are and what those actually mean and give people a clear route into directing them towards those which isn't necessarily college or you know whatever yeah i feel you and you know it's a lot of counselors like whenever i was finishing high school a lot Mm -hmm. of counselors were um they were just like, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, just go to, just go to college and get your uh, general education out of the way. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, but what if I, what if I'm taking a degree where all those general education classes, only one of those classes really <laughs> like did anything to help me out because now I still have to take all these other beginner classes that I could mm-hmm. have been taking, but I spent all this money taking these fucking classes, like a reading class. I didn't need to take that reading class. No fucking need for it. So, I don't know. I think the education systems are strange, strange times right now. Very strange. It could use with some adapting, for sure. It could use some adjusting and some Very help. much so. Some adjusting and some help. Not to say it's all bad, but, you know. No, because like, there are some we're, we're different now, you know. We're, we're different as, you know, human beings and our culture and society and, you know, all that stuff. So, why yeah. not change it just a little bit? Make it a little bit more towards what we need it to be. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Exactly. I think it's just too money-driven now. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's like... Very well, much so. That's There's all kinds of people that say that. It was just like, you know, there's that saying... That it became too monetized. Everybody's just trying to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why fucking tuition went up and all that. Because, I don't know. I guess it's the economy. I don't know. This is not, this is not, what, we're meant to, this is not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> we're here to talk about interesting as it is. and your music addiction. Music thing. You're music addiction. Music. It definitely is. I even, had, um, I even had a guy that I was seeing one time that was like, no... I can't do this. You love music way more than you'd ever love me. I can't do this. And I was like, wow, that's embarrassing of you to say. <laughs> I mean. I felt bad, though. I was like, wow, yeah. is that, like, real? Is that a real thing that, like, that I have a problem with then? I was like, nah, no, no. I music for the win. At least he was straightforward about it. Yeah. He's just, he's just like, I don't Dang, was this he, was he Was he rude about it, or? No, he was just like, I don't know. He was just like, why does this have to be the thing? Like, do, is this real? I guess, like, he was oh, under he, confirmation, oh, he was, I guess. I thought like, you were too into music. Mm-hmm. For whatever so reason. Have, you know what? I don't want to listen to anything on the car ride. So, no. You're like, nothing on the car ride. You're fucking crazy. Well, I guess back then, like, when I imagine it, like, I, all I did was talk about music. I'm like, oh, have you heard this song? Oh, okay. dude, this new song. So oh, you, dude. So, yeah, I, this show is coming you, up. You were super obsessed. <laughs> yeah, I guess I really was. And and to be fair, I, I didn't necessarily need to go out and be in like a room full of people to try and figure out who I was yeah where and I feel like people did that a lot whether it was you know going and having to to go to your friend's house or go to a party or go spend time with your cousins or you know go this that and the other thing and I didn't feel that I necessarily like those weren't the things that I personally wanted to do I wanted to drown myself in books and movies and art and making things and lots and lots and lots and lots of music. (laughs) So that those were the things that were important to me. So I guess there was a little bit of a disconnect for me a lot of times when I think about it, maybe with other people. Were you like socially awkward? Yeah, I I think I was, but people don't think so. And uh, even, even talking with my mother, um, 
she very much is like, no, like, because I, I think people don't like me. I'm like, no way, people hated me in high school, or at least, like, I was just, you know, there or whatever. And my mom's like, no, people remember you for being, like, this very just, like, strong person, like, willing to stand up for things. And I'm like, you know, you're just saying that because you're my mom. Like, stop, Crazy. stop. You're so wonderful. I love you, but no. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I was just a, very obsessed with things, I guess. I feel you because I remember those moments of just being like, I kind of want to just be in my room alone, have some music on, lay on my bed, draw on my sketch bed. It's like, that's peace to me. Happy. Yeah, so much happy. And that then makes everybody thinks you're sad sense. when you do that. Yeah. And maybe I am a little sad. Sometimes. Sometimes. And for me, it's just like, I don't know. Like, it's it's very fascinating to be able to read these stories and see these movies and think about these things. And, like, yeah. wow, these are extraordinary moments. These are oh, things that were worthy of note, whether it was, you know, imaginative or, you know, something that really happens or, you know, worthy of creating a song about or a story or anything. It's exactly. like, man, I want to experience something that amazing in my life. So it's very crushing to feel like where how does like no this is not what i want my, my yeah. it's not that i don't want my life to be this it's just like i want just a little bit more of this like magic that's like in the world or what can be out there you, you know? romanticize a lot very much so yeah. I'm, I'm very very much so that way i guess yeah, but I, I feel like you can freaking work your ass off and get there, though. Oh, Let me course. tell you, I definitely believe in that. Give yourself as many chances and opportunities and let yourself be afraid. Let yourself be fucking afraid every single fucking moment. Because let me tell you, I feel like that's all my life has <laughs> been. I feel like I've just been in giant anxiety, scared ball my entire life. But it's okay. It's, it's worth it. A lot it. of people nowadays, you know, I feel the same way. I remember... Um... Just can't let yourself yeah, give into just, just that, though. It's yeah, like, you know, you have to... to little heaven to, with hell, you know? It's yeah, like, you get past it, that. To grow from it, you gotta, you gotta do it. And then you have to just kind of figure out why is it bugging you and how it cannot bug you. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That seems like a fucking simple thing to say, but, you know, I know it's... And I guess it's not even to not have it bug you. It's just to... I wish people would realize that they they're stronger than what they what they think that they are like they have more oh, more yeah, to people, give and more like more resolve you know yeah, yeah it's just like no like just push yourself more i promise like you can do this you i promise it once you just get over that hump and like i know it's a, like scary to have to relearn something or to be in over your head or to feel like you don't have an understanding or control of anything and it's like you're never you never will but you can try and you can give yourself the best possible opportunities either oh, of way of course you know you gotta you gotta try you gotta fail and you gotta keep trying yeah and it has to yeah. suck it really does have to oh, fucking oh, suck let course. me tell you the the suck you know in the end you learn to really cherish those shitty moments because mm-hmm. those shitty moments feel so good <laughs> to laugh at whenever you're kind of doing better and yeah like, it definitely is remember that shit remember all those bad times <laughs> and you laugh about it because you know you're over that yeah and it feels good it feels good to be past that and like it, it's kind of even weird for me i feel very much so a disconnect to the person i was in high school you know i know that's like a difference of time and everything too yeah. but it's like I don't really understand the person I was back then, if that makes sense. Were, and you, were you lost? Very, very lost. Very, just trying to figure it out. Did you, you ever know? say you were depressed? Did you? Oh, very much. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've struggled with, uh, I got diagnosed with um, bipolar depression. I don't know if that's actually true or not, because yeah. like it was just a weird thing when, yeah, I stopped. Uh, I went from being, you know, very, very good in high school, very well thought of, yeah. very, you know, was, like I said, I was... Uh, 
you know, varsity athlete, did all these things, to all of a sudden I was barely passing my classes, and then all of a sudden I stopped going to school at all, and I hit it very well. I hit it very well. No, just that, just that depression demon in there. Just not like, just feeling, I don't even know, I just, I described it as feeling like I was a nobody dressed as a somebody. Oh, I felt that 100%. I had like, uh, my older brother was well known. A lot of people used to call me like, because my older brother, they call him Tiger. Mm -hmm. So people would call me Little Tiger. Oh. And like. Got the little shadow a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So I had the shadow of this and then it was always like, oh, your older brother's hot. And then, oh, your little brother's so cute. And it's just like, and I'm just, oh, no. I'm just me. I'm secondary. <laughs> uh, like third, if anything. No. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I was, I was pretty fucking depressed. But then I always thought, I was just like, why am I so depressed? And I was just like, I, that, I mm-hmm. think that is what really fucked me up. I was just like trying to understand why I was so sad. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never got it back then. So I just, it frustrated me and I was just like, I shouldn't be sad. You know, I've got friends whose parents aren't mm-hmm. are divorced. I've got friends who fucking are poor and don't have good, a good life like I do. Mm-hmm. So that always frustrated me and I always got depressed about that. But then I smoked weed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it cleared everything up, huh? <laughs> uh, no, because I still get depressed, but I just know how to handle it better. And I know how to, and I know how to think things out now. I know how to be like, okay, well, that's not really a big deal. Shouldn't get so bummed out about that. And when I get bummed out now, I know how to control it. Because back then, I used to do stupid shit. I punched a, I punched a fucking mirror one time. <laughs> no, don't do things like and, that. That's awful. Yeah, it was stupid. It was, <laughs> and the crazy thing was, the mirror was leaned up against something. So I, when I punched it, I went directly through it yeah yeah oh no Shattered. yeah ouch dude i bet you did i bet nope haven't done that one luckily yeah haven't done that one yeah did some stupid shit yeah definitely some stupid shit for sure but we're past that now yeah luckily we're adults now it feels good well you know just trying to handle it a little better hopefully i feel like i'm doing better so that's always you're wearing a watch you're an adult Oh, yeah. Dude, I like wearing a watch. (laughs) If you're wearing a watch and that watch is not like, you know know what it is? It's because I hate fucking having a cell phone. I hate hate being fucking connected constantly. It's because I work as a, you know, like, you're you're always on people's time. It's literally to be fucking connected. Yeah, and and I have to be aware of the fact that, you know, social media is a thing that's important. I have to, I also work in social media as a social media manager. And so I'm constantly thinking about marketing and you know all that stuff and then just i work as a contractor so my my time isn't you know nine to five and then you're you have to wait until the next day it's like like, no i have my jobs and then exactly project's fucking done exactly so it's a little different so for me i do any chance that i get not to have my fucking phone on me i will absolutely take it i even make it a point uh when i can and i don't have like a lot of projects or stuff going on that i have dark days where i just don't have like sunday sorry phone is fucking off and it's in the drawer and i don't want nothing to fucking do with it at all so having a watch for me is very much so just like if i ever need my phone it's because i need to know the time yeah above and you know anything else so that's why i like having a watch because it makes it easier for me to disconnect to your phone nope nope it does not allow it does not have um calls or messages that come through i i blocked that oh you blocked it okay yeah no but it's literally just a watch right and then on. that heart rate thing or you know step tracker whatever too but uh, it's for a watch shit. yeah right on right on that's awesome yeah that's how you can you're an adult you time is 
important to you. My now. time is well. I I want. I like creating. I like doing. You know things. I like. Me too. And but you're yeah. on like a. You're you've got people counting on you. Your <laughs> stuff. I I've especially like dealing with you know working at the rock and being a promoter yeah. and being on call through that and stuff all the time and just you know levying work and life and stuff around that it's just I, yeah i've definitely gotten to the point where being connected is like i just don't think everybody should be connected and it's not even so much that you're connected so much and it's busy and like i like being busy that's yeah. totally fine but it's the fact that it can be two o'clock in the morning and somebody thinks it's okay to message you about this that and the other thing it's like no it's freaking two o'clock in the fucking morning dude it can Most wait until the next day asleep. it's like or you know with jobs i know i've had jobs in the past that expected you to be available for emails late at night and stuff like that yeah. after the clock or you know just like your friends thinking that hey like you know i know that you worked all day long and everything else but like right now i need you to do something because we need to go out today and this yeah. needs to be that and it's like no not necessarily like there just needs to be more of a separation i think between yeah. constant contact all day and all the I time and everything i kind of miss like business hours yeah i kind of miss back with like because internet's cool and everything and that's a whole other thing but I just think it should be a little bit more limited. I kind of miss back in the whole, you know, early Facebook MySpace days where you had to wait until you got home to check that shit. Exactly. And that was kind of nice not to have that constant look at my phone. Oh, look at my phone. Oh, well, the, look at my phone. It was cool like, no, I'm not going to do too. it until way later. Exactly. It's not in the my cool mind. Thing about that is um, like, so Efren would always just like, rarely check his facebook but when he yeah. did he would always have a fuckload of notifications and, and it was, felt good <laughs> and I just, I, to me i was just like damn that must feel good because i was always that person i was just like checking checking back and forth yeah i still do that shit need to need to break out of it yeah well it's a i mean it's, it's an ego thing it's not even an ego thing no, it's just me. like it's how those things were done for me i yeah i just need to i just need to make sure that people love me and that the world is good i need and i'm still connected attention always I mean, when the world tells you you can be insta-famous in 2.5 seconds, I mean, it's a very tempting offer. I want to have a purpose, though. Yeah, I'm with you there. That's that's, that's the hard that's part. The hard struggle. part. Yeah, exactly. It, like... I think that's the struggle with a lot of people. Yeah. Well, with the conscious people, for the most part. Because some people just are okay with going to work and then yeah. retiring from work. And, yeah. you know, they've got some nice things and stuff, but... At the end, I th so I think about it in such a strange way now that I think about it and I'm just like, what am I going to leave behind for someone else to look at <laughs> or listen to or read? I'm just like, I want my kids to be able to be like, sh to show their kids, be like, oh, this was your, your grandpa or your tata. This is, this is what he did, you mm -hmm. know? I don't fucking know shit about my grandparents, <laughs> and I fucking lost all of them before I could really begin to build that like intrigue with like where the, who the fuck am I and where mm -hmm. the fuck did I come from and who did I come from and like who's my family? Mm -hmm. Yeah, where how did this? Topic, I don't know. <laughs> where did this? Stand That's just what, dude. This is like this is a, it's a, a constant it's a in my life. It's, it's a, okay. <laughs> No, just constantly thinking about all these things and like i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing i don't think we should you know completely obsess about it or anything yeah. but it's good to be aware of things that matter to you and what you think you want to you know have yes. matter and everything else so it's not a bad thing yeah just taking um, things into consideration 
at yeah. the very least, you know, being open minded and taking a look at the options of things exactly. and weighing that's, them out. Uh, that's what people need to strive to do. They just strive need to strive to be more open and um, I guess more. Uh, we live. We definitely live in a world of apathy right now, mm-hmm. and that can tie back into the fucking music scene because mm-hmm. uh, we do live in a fucking apathetic music scene. Yeah, it gets uh, gets really easy to get lost in in the music scene for a lot of different reasons, and some exactly. of them not good, and some of them you know better than others. That's for well, sure. Of course, you know. Um, yeah, it makes you, the music scene makes me want to run away from it. I'll tell you what, it makes sometimes. me want to just like completely abandon it, but. I love it too much. Yeah, there are times like that, you know, especially if you think about, like, California music scenes, how some of it was like, well, I always, whenever I think about good music community, I start to think about, like, the 70s, and the, mm-hmm. well, actually, like, mid-60s, like, California, the mm-hmm. psychedelic era of music, there was so much community, and then, then you start, to, I start to think about the Grateful Dead, and, like, mm-hmm what they did and they were just pretty much like partying but at these parties where everybody was welcome for the most part they would play their music mm-hmm. because they wanted to fucking give these give this music to the, those people and uh i you know i respect that and i definitely believe now that uh music is gonna music should ultimately become a free thing mm-hmm digitally that's it's how it is for the most part it's just sad that music uh was the first thing to really get fucked over by the the whole internet age and it didn't adapt well like when you look at tv like look at how well you know amazon prime and netflix and all those are you know benefiting it's like music really got hit hard early on and didn't adapt very well to it oh definitely and it started a whole lot of stuff you know that i think yeah, that trickled down we were uh, we were part of that we were ripping music I'm yeah no i i it, Lime it was new 100%. man like i didn't it's know like, what you what? were doing i don't have to fucking buy this cd yeah fuck yeah i went download all of their music yeah and like what the, what did that also do it gave you the ability to not download a whole album but just an individual song exactly and that changed a whole lot of stuff oh too, yeah there's so. a whole documentary like like there's the, it's like um I don't know if you've ever watched these on Netflix, but they're the CNN. Oh yeah, is it the eighties, the nineties, the, the and the yeah. yeah, those ones are so I love good. Those ones. I like how they capture capture TV and mm-hmm. music. They the capture, TV one was amazing. They capture like, the like pinpoint, the, the whole pinpoints of mm-hmm. like. And it's crazy you don't part. realize how much that changes, you know, oh, things yeah, exactly. or anything, and you really take a look at it, and it's like, wow, like the, this very much so is influential. But now I just think. I think music is, for the most part, your music's going to be free, even though you're going to be paying fuckload of money to make that music. Mm-hmm. In my personal opinion, I don't think about making money off of music, like selling my songs digitally and making money off of it. I do put a dollar to the music because, you know, someone's got to make some money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I buck, you know, well, fuck, man, if you can't pay a dollar for five songs... Just go rip it from somewhere then, dude. Because mm-hmm. it's somewhere else. But, you know. And I think it needs to become a community again, too. It's like, yeah. who. It's sad to me to go to shows and not see not very many people it's there. It's like everybody's in clicks. Yeah. Yeah. It's very easy to get fragmented in things for sure in the music scene. It's just, I don't know. I think people should be more open to, hey, like, it's a Friday night. Like, let's go check out what's playing here. Oh, okay. Not really my thing. Oh, cool. Let's go check out what's going over here. You know, oh, they do yeah. it with bars. So why not do it with music venues? But look at all the music venues that we have now. Like, that's the whole thing. 
we don't yeah. have very many music venues and that's like a whole country you know wide thing just with diy venues having a harder time and just like smaller like venues the, having a harder time so we need to put more support in rest in peace gary's place i know seriously was, gary's place that was the best diy place in tucson that i ever been to and great. eventually, I'm going to get Cord on this show. You should! Cord would be amazing. He's so great. There's plenty of stories for him to talk about, but... I can't even imagine. That place He's was... the coolest person, too, so that, that helps. That place was fucking crazy. That Played some good shows there. Tried to punch a hole in the roof one time. <laughs> you know, you know, it was just right there. There was all kinds of fucking holes in it, so mm-hmm. I remember we were talking before an FWF show, and I think someone was just like, dude, you should try and punch a hole through the roof. And I was just like... That would look dope, huh? <laughs> so then I jumped you up. You look like Mario. <laughs> probably. So I jumped up and I fucking punched it. And I did not break a hole through it. I hurt my fucking hands. Oh, bad. shit. Yeah. Um, uh, good times, stupid. though. Yeah, stupid. I do, do some stupid shit to try and look cool. <laughs> At least you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Get that I, good picture. Get I, that Get that look. I like, <laughs> I think it's funny whenever you try and do something cool and then it fails and you just look like the biggest fucking idiot. <laughs> and you, uh, that humility, like that humility on the face of like, that, that is my favorite favorite thing like i want to make a whole movie about oh man that's a that's a huge a huge nightmare for me i don't i don't want to be embarrassed or do dumb things like can we not just i have a thing though where i don't like people to look at me either i'm like you know for as much as i like to be on this stage and you know do things i'm like ooh, also very private person i'm like okay put a mask on oh that would be nice be like slipknot be like what's up i'm I'm avery not Avery not. You've already got your. Uh, you've already got your alter ego. Yeah, Avery. Yeah. And, and your real name is Beep. <laughs> not gonna Except say it because 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 uh, that person well, is. People didn't even know I had a real name. Yeah, people thought your real name was Avery. I'm sure some people do. Yeah, I think I've got you, I've got like both of your accounts on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting everyone know. <laughs> Go find it. Go find the other me. <laughs> uh, it's your stage name. <laughs> so you think if you were to ever become like a famous person, mm-hmm. you would go by Avery? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually why I chose it. Um, I chose it back when I decided okay, that it, I wanted to do you... acting. Okay, so that's perfect. So yeah. it's definitely, it's like your, who is a person? It's like your, it's your my art shoe. name. It's like, it's the thing that I go by just, you know, just to give myself that little bit of extra space. But yeah, I, I decided a long time ago that acting was going to be the thing that I was going to do. And I decided again this year, this last couple months, that that is for sure the thing that I'm going to try I and do. I saw your so. post and I was just like, wow, awesome. Awesome. I didn't know you had such a, you had such a background in it either. Yeah, cool yeah, it's been me. it's been a while, you know. It used to be so prominent in my life, which is so interesting, like super prominent, just constant. Um, After that yeah. Colgate commercial, though, <laughs> I know it just kills you, strips you down. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, uh, what is it? Uh, let me look at these notes. Yeah. Oh, your notes. <laughs> oh, how these I notes. met Efren twenty years ago. Oh. We forgot about that story. But, um, so when I moved to Tucson and started getting involved with like graphic design, I wanted to do graphic design because I wanted to give back to the music world. Okay. I wanted to, uh, be able to create ever, album artwork or t-shirts because it meant so much to yourself? me. Did you ever make music yourself? 
Oh, no. I I did. I was in honor band for a couple, quite a few years, and I decided not to do it anymore because I felt very heartbroken with the fact that I felt like I could play music and I could learn an instrument and I could copy music, but I couldn't create it. And if I couldn't create it and do something fucking good with it and really cool with it, there is no point for me to fucking do it. Like, I wanted to be to push the boundaries a little bit with it or at least in my own way give my you own flavor to, to revolution. it you wanted you didn't want to be a stereotype no i just i wanted to be able to like sit there with gu- the guitar and like play my own song and i didn't feel like i had the capacity to do that okay. so i was like if i can't do that if i can't create for myself with it then i don't know like it hurt too much it really okay. did hurt too much but it is on my bucket list to actually be on stage in a band Before. one of these okay. days yeah i'm gonna do it I'm going to just do it. I decided. Gonna, what are you going to be? The front woman? Or are you going to be the guitar player? The... I don't know. Bass and guitar is always fun. So Saxophone. We'll I don't. Saxophone is beautiful. Oh, man. Reeds are hard, though, dude. I can't yeah, do reed no, instruments. Yeah, you have to sucked. keep it moist enough and shit. Like, no, no. Yeah, just suck on your, suck on your reed for Yeah, for first, 20 minutes. First 20 minutes of class, we're just going to have you guys suck. Splinters and shit nice all over. No. So then uh, you, you were doing graphic design. Yeah, so I decided to, like, you know, go to school for that. I was, you know, in school trying to figure that out and stuff for a couple yeah, years. Giving back to the community with music. Trying. I was like, how, I want to be a part of the music world. If I can't do it with music, then maybe I can do it this way, you yeah. know. And that's why I ended up um, applying for, for KFMA, too, because I was, you know, in the middle of trying to get my degree and i was like okay well radio station's a good in you know like yeah. and i have a theater background so i can do radio i can be behind a mic it's cool exactly. so yeah and, you know i can do it i know i can do it i can mm-hmm. you know i think acting prepared me for a lot of things in my life like oh, yeah. i can do interviews like no fucking other one like jobs and stuff like that and i think that's a it's good to be able to like talk in front of people and things like that like- this is just a performance. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot of that's fun for me. Awesome. It's a lot of fun for me. I enjoy it very much. That's so, a, well, that's like a good way to get by in life because it's like that's that's an ability that some people that are just going in for a job interview is just like gonna be fucking nervous. Yeah, and people do. My brother I know gets super nervous with interviews, and I feel so bad. And it's like you don't have to like. And I think it's fun, dude. I love when I have to do interviews. I'm like, yeah, let me let me talk myself up right real quick, exactly. real quick. <laughs> It's just it's interesting. Like, yeah, Let me I'm, tell you how I, I could benefit your company. In the words of Muhammad <laughs> Ali, but... I'm going to show you how great I am. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that chance, dude, for real. <laughs> so, yeah, so going through graphic design and stuff, I was like, okay, cool. I can try and figure this out. Got the gig at the radio and shit. And then um, through the school email, there was a position for a Sony Music Internship. And I was Ooh. like, fuck yeah, this is, well, this is what I'm looking for. This is, you know, the thing. And that was right at that cusp where I was, like, getting out of, like, school whatever so yeah. i applied for it and i ended up getting the internship and uh, it was through the sony music stash program and i was like oh my gosh like i'm figuring this out this is so exciting and so basically it was just like a lot of promotion stuff they'd have yeah. you um shows that they were they were working with uh coming through the area they'd have you um do flyering and stuff like that or if you know whatever like little things that they had i think i had lighters at one point that I, they oh, had to yeah. like have you take pictures and stuff to send you a report to like let you know that you did this but if you completed the program you got to fly to like new york or something and meet everybody else who was involved involved with it and just like hey this is you guys did a good job you helped you know spread music or whatever five. yeah so i was like oh that's pretty cool um but then it had to go through your schools because it was yeah. you know an internship you weren't getting paid to do it or anything uh so 
so I was I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to this school. Like, I'll just do Pima, you know, just continue graphic design thing, whatever, just so I can keep this internship. Yeah. And the teacher there at Pima, um, my first couple of classes, he was like, oh, like, you know, so excited because, you know, I was going into a freshman class already yeah. having had, you know, a year of school in this oh, right already on. for graphic design. And so he's like, oh, you have to be in my graphic design program. I'm like, I'm, dude, I am. I'm a graphic design major. You're fine. So... I have this internship. Could you put this towards, you know, just whatever credit? I don't care if it's just an elective, whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. But you have to be a part of my graphic design program. Like, I am. I'm signed up in it. Here you go. Here's my paperwork. Kid, I need you to write a letter saying that you accept me as part of this because they need it. Mm-hmm. And this went on for about three weeks. And these people at this program pushed it for about three weeks for me and just let me be a part of this program. Yeah. And this guy never got it in his head. He, I don't, I don't really don't know what he was thinking. I really don't. It even got to the point where I was like sending him emails like, hey, can you just like do this for me? So I'm still a part of your program. I'm not leaving. I just need you to put it towards anything so that I could just do this. Yeah. And he didn't, so I ended up losing the losing the internship. Internship, inevitably, whatever. But I ended up doing it. I want to say for about four weeks, uh, about five weeks, I think, before they finally like, sorry, we can't do it. Like we just, you know, paperwork all that. But during this, one of the shows that I had to promote was for In Flames coming to the Rialto Theater, yeah. and I said to kill it. I think I ended up opening up for it, which is why I actually like really clicked in my head. And so I'm outside the show, you know, just handing out flyers for free and stuff. Yeah. And just like in exchange, I would have people take a picture holding up the flyer so that I could send it as part of my paperwork. And uh, so I had like a magnet and some other thing, whatever. So, you know, just handing it out. And this big old goofy loud kid just like walks up Whoa. and I'm like, hey, do you want it? And he was like, yeah. And he was like all about it. And he was so enthusiastic. He was like, hey, man, do you know, like I said to kills? And I was like, yeah, that was like my first show here at The Rock in Tucson, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, of course I know those guys. And he was just like super excited. He was just like, why? And he was like down with taking a picture. And I was like, oh, cool. So, you know, fast forward to, you know, our show that we see you at in December, you know, 2016 or whatever and all that stuff. And that Efren just always bothered me <laughs> always and not in a bad way i was just like dude who are like who and he's because oh, he's so goofy you, you know familiar yeah he looked so familiar and i was like Efren, like what the hell dude like it was like you guys kind of remind me of like my family like people that are i went to like oh, school shit. with you know so i'm like oh maybe it's just small that you know small vibe, town thing bro. yeah so i'm like that's just it and so the memory thing popped up on facebook and it was for my avery page and it yeah. where i was promoting that show and i looked at it and i'm like dude no there's this guy there's no way it's this guy you know there's no fucking way so i called josh and i'm like josh is this effort (laughs) he was like um who the fuck else would it be because it's baby effort you know with no facial hair like all big old ears and stuff all goofy and i was like no fucking way so i messaged effort and i was like i fucking knew it dude so and it was always at the back of my head that show and that moment like taking that picture was always in the back of my head that guy asking me about i said to kill and so i messaged Efren. i was like hey dude do you ever remember or i was like hey dude do you um do you ever remember going to see in flames at the rialto and he was like yeah were you there and i was like do you remember a girl asking to take a picture of you for a forever a poster? And he was like, oh my God. And he sent me the snap that he took that night after he got home. Yeah. And the snap was a picture of the flyer and the magnet that I gave him. Yeah. And it was the caption. All I had to do was take a picture for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
<laughs> yeah, he told me that. I remember him telling me that. Oh, bad. Crazy. And that was crazy. Asked you for the picture. Yeah, that, the whole backstory for Efren behind that yeah. concert, he got kicked out because he was... He pre-gamed, he got, it was like, we were like yeah, juniors in high school or something. Yeah. They pre-gamed, they got super fucked up. They he went looked to the show. fucked up, dude. He, he was drinking, he drank from his dad's beer, someone caught him. Yeah. They kicked him out, and I think that might have been whenever you first saw him. Oh, and then he tried, shit. he tried going back in. Yeah. And then they caught him again. Yeah. And then they said, if you, um... If you come back in, we're going to call the cops. So then he was just like stuck to be outside. And his dad ended up missing the show too because yeah. his dad wasn't going to just leave Are you fucking serious? All fucking drunk on the, outside of the Rialto. Yeah. Oh my God. So fun. So that same night, okay. Because I, I ended up not being allowed in that show either. Because something, huh. there was some mix up because I was supposed to have been on the guest list. Yeah, and there was some mix up with the with the, the music pro, Sony music program thing, whatever. Um, so I ended up not on the list. So I was like, okay. And I was, uh, with my, um, then boyfriend, my ex and we're like, okay, well let's, you know, we're downtown. It's a, you know, Friday, Saturday night, whatever the fuck it was. Like, let's go down the street. So went down the street and ended up going to a new bar. I think it's a uh, H2O or something like that. I'm not sure no, what it true. is. It's some downtown thing. It's some, a water bar. Some bar, yeah. It goes upstairs and things like that. And so the stereotypical blonde, and like this was, you know, what, I want to say like five years ago at this point, yeah. the stereotypical like blonde hot bombshell like that everybody's drooling over like walks into the bar. And I'm the only person there that looks like me. Like I'm dressed for a fucking concert. I'm yeah. not dressed to be in fucking downtown. And so she comes over to me with I guess the owner of the bar and she's just like fucking like just super excited about me she's like oh my god your hair and this and that and so she starts taking all of these pictures with me and I'm like oh my god this is insane and she's wanting us to like go this weird place with the owner or something I don't know it was really weird situation and uh so she she there she's like just taking all these pictures and this guy walks up to me and he's like hey why is everybody taking so many pictures with you and I looked at him and I didn't hesitate and I was like you mean you don't know who I am? Oh, and he was shit. like, oh, and instead of like, instead of saying or asking, he was like, oh, I didn't know that was you. Can I have a picture oh with you? Oh, God, <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Embarrassing. Fucking embarrassing. Oh, it's that cool. easy, that's, I guess. It's really that so easy. Cool. And, oh, God, I fucking laughed oh, so hard. People are taking pictures of you. Why the fuck not? It's just the fucking one girl, dude. She was the fucking hot, like, blonde bombshell thing, dude. Let me tell you. So it was just like weird. So she ended up asking for my number. And at that point, huh. like, snapped chat was the thing you know so i was like um no actually you can have my you know snap whatever and i i remember like her her name was like her job title too so i was like oh that's weird and i finally just took her off she's never looked at any of my snaps in like that entire like five years and like i just laughed like i kept her on there because i think it's funny when i'm like oh hey you because she'll post like very rarely like a couple times a year or something doing what i i don't even know i don't look at them either i'm like oh hey that person you know posted how funny remember that happened and so i finally deleted her like five months ago and at kfma day saw her so check this out dude i'm sitting there and i'm actually talking with my family and at this point people kind of recognize me because i've been out a little bit more with kfma which is super crazy it's like whoa hi like hi i'm not sure who you are but hi you know me and that is so cool thank you and so this girl starts talking to me and she's like you know this blonde chick with you know these big old huge ass fucking glasses and she's just like oh and she was 
fucking wasted and she's just going on like oh man like hey like what's up with it like what's up with you like i love your clothes and your this and your hair like this is so great and blah 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 and she would just like kept talking and i was like oh okay well you know and i finally was like okay bye well thanks for you know chatting whatever and i turned around and my dad was like oh no well this is you know so and so from the station i was like dad no don't do it don't do it i just got my out and uh so she turns around and she starts talking to me again and we're literally talking for about like 10 minutes at that point because she wants to know what i'm doing and like this and that whatever and um so she asked for my number (laughs) and i was like oh i'm so sorry i don't give my number out but here's my instagram (laughs) because instagram is the thing that i just you know hand out now which is fine yeah because like that's where i have my things connected Mm. and so she adds me and i look at my phone and it's 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 her it's that girl from all those years ago imagine if you found yourself like on her instagram oh man that would have been funny Oh my gosh, I didn't even think to look at that. Nah, she seems too selfish, I think. That's strange. I wasn't important enough. Well, you're working your way up the KFMA ladder. You're you're, going to take over that company much. No, I'm just having a good time. I'm glad that they've given me opportunities. She's coming for everybody's job. She's going to fucking clear you motherfuckers out. Oh my gosh, no. Just kidding. Don't (laughs) fire her. Don't fire her. No, I'm super grateful for all of those opportunities. And it's been weird, dude. Like, I went from being on, like, like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on, like, a Sunday night or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you and... only do, like, once a week? Yeah, I did once a week. And... Well, like, when you first started at KFMA, like, what was your, like, what did you, what did you, were you, like, sweeping, cleaning, cleaning bringing bottles things. of water to people? <laughs> no, fortunately, um, the my boss that hired me was like, oh, hey, yeah. I'm going to give you an opportunity. You seem like you deserve one. Right out the gate? Yeah. I just just applied. I was like, hey, did the interview. Yeah. I come from theater. I deserve a chance. They they saw theater. I love music. I saw your numerous theater awards and they were just like, (laughs) whatever. Okay. I was like, we'll take her. Saw that I was, you know, pierced and tattooed and colored hair. She fits the environment. It's cool. Could be worse. People are going to look at her. Hopefully she doesn't sound like shit on air. Hopefully. Your your boss talks like that. He talks like redneck. He's just like, yeah, Avery. I'll have to ask him. I'll have him record himself. (laughs) We want you to play the best. I don't know if I could do it if he talked like that. I'd be like, um, I think I walked into the wrong radio station later though. Bye. Thank you for, thanks. 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 Bye. Thanks. Bye. All we play is pop punk music. (laughs) That sounds so, I don't, I would never want to hear like some, I can only imagine like some farmer that just rode back to his porch (laughs) from on his horse. He's just like, he's trying to tell him about, oh, fucking, what was I just saying? I lost myself. Started thinking about farmers. <laughs> you didn't start thinking about farmers. God damn it. Okay, I don't know. Where was that, dude? Uh, Where was that going? Something about farmers and trying to. Ask, I... Oh, pop punk. Oh, pop punk. So you ask this farmer about pop punk, and he's like, what the fuck is pop punk? You go, what the fuck is pop? He'd probably shoot you. Just tell get you the to fuck get... off my property. <laughs> yeah, with seriously, that shit, just that leave. New age shit. <laughs> Where do you live? Where are you from? <laughs> the worst part 
the worst part of the desert. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I'll have to be careful over, over uh, so you know your when, way. Whenever we went and spray painted that bridge that one time. Yeah. So if you keep going down that way, you can get, there's property between. Oh, shit. Between, actually, between Samuel and Benson. Oh, Crazy. that can, road. Yeah, okay. so there's that dirt road that can, mm-hmm. honestly, there's supposed to be a highway there. And mm-hmm. I can only imagine if there was a highway, like 30 minutes to Benson, <laughs> we would have found Josh. Dude, seriously. But uh, another yeah, time, some crazy shit, it's crazy stories from down there. Like supposedly, you know, a lot of um, Mexicans crossing would, mm-hmm. would end up in that area. Mm-hmm. So I just I heard some crazy stories. Like some dude got sodomized by some fucking people that were coming to him. Oh my gosh! I kind of think that that's crazy. Although, yes, yeah. old man, he's an old man now. He's super fucked up. Oh man! He's just like. Who knows, dude? Yeah, they're crazy towns. people. They're crazy people everywhere. So, I mean, stuff yeah. does happen. Yeah, stuff does happen. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, wait, for, <laughs> wait for that crazy side. I got dark for a second. I got a little crazy. Pop Punk's supposed to be not that dark. But, uh... Nope. <laughs> uh, a little happy. A little happy feeling. Dark undertone. So, when you got an opportunity, was it just like you... you got a slot automatically if you just like some with kfma yeah um i've been there for four and a half years at this point so i just made sure to just be available i guess was always the thing that was so were you like a backup dj for a while um it wasn't a backup dj it was just a part-time dj so there's most of the weekend is made up of part-time djs okay which is something that not a lot of radio stations actually do anymore it's more automated cool. yeah i think so too it's super cool which i mean gave us all like that opportunity well, I mean, and that's stuff the so way to keep it fucking alive probably yeah i completely agree it's nice to have like that support with people still like hey no like come and do this like be a part of this thing which i think is super great part of community back to community yeah exactly the the word of this episode is community brought to you by community not by dan Harmon though we don't have the rights for that dude if only dan Harmon, where are you dan Harmon, i i always think i'd get scared to meet people that i idolize even though i've met some people i've idolized yeah it's pretty cool i mean you you've met all kinds of fucking awesome people you've got to attend really cool fucking shows and shit yeah i've definitely wow yeah i couldn't even begin to tell you how many bands that i've seen live at this point honestly yeah you a lot uh, and you've got to you've got to talk to fucking yeah i've gotten to talk to quite a few at this point yeah which is super cool i've gotten to talk to some of my personal favorite bands which is jason I did get to try, talk to Jason Elon. That was super cool. Oh, man. Did you get a little jealous right there? Was that what I that mean, was? Jason, Eric, and uh, and Steve from see, the yeah, Fever guys. Uh, They're all great. The guitar player? The guitar player, is he? He's from he... the Chariot. Okay, so I see. I've never. I never oh, you didn't hear the shit? Oh, dude. Chariot a, was never. fucking crazy. Oh, so they're no longer a band. No, they were like one of those hardcore bands back in the early 2000s. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh... Yeah, a bit jealous, a bit jealous. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I sometimes I just don't want to meet like I don't want to like be like, oh, well, this is my band. You should check them out because yeah. it's just like you know what, dude. If I'm that good, mm-hmm. someone you'll maybe, meet yeah, along you'll, the way. You'll, I'll see you somewhere because I just yeah. think 
for the most part, I just think they would just be like, okay, you know how many people fucking try and do that? Mm-hmm. Like, so. A lot. I mean, I think the thing you should always be aware of is just to be personable. You should always make connections. Always make yourself, like, even if it's just an introduction, like, hey, man, like, exactly. so great to see you. Like, you've been a great, like, influence on me. See, that's what whatever. I always say. I always say, I always, whenever I meet someone, I always tell them that I am a big fan of their work and mm-hmm. I respect their art. Yeah. And then usually from there, it's pretty cool. Like, I met someone and told them that, and they told, because they, they had some books, too, and I told yeah. them, um, like, after their show, I was just like, hey, you know, um, I asked him, I brought my books with me, I was like, yeah. hey, can you sign these for me? He's just like, yeah. And he's like, I actually got the third one finished in my yeah. backpack right now. I was like, well, that's fucking awesome. Thank you for, what? Thank you for sharing that knowledge with me. Yeah. And then um, another time, I just showed this guy my tattoo, mm-hmm. and he gave me his knife, which was cool, because... For this person, you know, his knife is a he makes it a, a very big symbol, yeah, in his in his acting in his persona. So I was just like, mm, Damn. that's interesting. And it was like, and, and it was like a very big idol of mine too. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it was a dope ass gesture. Yeah, but I mean, being able to actually like interview people, mm-hmm. that's pretty fucking cool. It is. It's super. It's it's a little bit weird. And I started doing it just kind of on my own when I was podcasting back up. Uh, Back a few years ago, that's how I kind of started just like trying to branch out for myself and seeing how it goes because radio can be a little bit slow, you know, compared to, you know, a lot of things nowadays, especially with the internet. So I started working with another DJ and just like, hey, like, the what? DJ Khaled? DJ, no. No, not DJ Khaled? No, unfortunately. That's not, you know, take me with you, man, if that was the case. (laughs) Come on, where's the leg up? Come on, man. We knew each other. We knew each other. Come on, we're buds. No, unfortunately, no. Could you imagine? Man, that would be fucked up. Like, Toilet wouldn't have gotten a lot of connections because of that. No, you guys would have been fine. Are your other podcasts, what was your podcast called? Um, So my podcast was called Concerto for the Deaf. I worked on it with oh, somebody you know who what? created that it. That sounds very familiar. Yeah, you probably, probably saw it around saw or something. Post- when did you stop doing it? When did it what, like, what were the date? I'll have to think on that one because um, the co-worker the that date. I had at KFMA was the one that started it. So I just kind of jumped on board. So it was his brand. And then I ended up really like taking it off and pushing it forward and you at that point he him. wasn't You're just like i this did is mine. this is mine now but he didn't he was at a different point in his life like he was moving he was on from the radio station yeah. he you know was starting a going, family it was had another baby on the way third kid all like, that yeah farmer like, farmer stuff farmers don't talk about pop punk. <laughs> exactly so no more pop punk on that end so he ended up uh going to focus on his family and so he's like okay here you go here's the stuff so you know there i go and i decided to continue on for a while and started doing like my own interviews and stuff like that and just kind of reaching out and trying to figure out how this goes and i think um i think let me what hmm i think some of the phoenix local bands were actually the some of the first interviews that i had so that was super cool Mm Wow. American Standards, I think, was my first one that I had Sounds from Phoenix. familiar. Are they yeah. still a band? They are. They're okay. awesome, it's too. Sworn I've seen them somewhere. Oh, man. If you see them live, they, you won't uh, forget them. Uh, I they're, promise. They're well-known. They well are. Known. Yeah, okay. they're pretty well-known. Yeah, they hustle their fucking asses off. So, yeah, yeah, they do. They do. They play here every once in a while, mainly the Phoenix area. But if you ever see them, dude, you'd be fucking mind-blown. You'd love them a lot. Well. You should check them out. 
I hope I don't hate them now because then I'm, I'm every time I listen, they come to them, after me. Like, hey, you told me I'd like this band, but I fucking hated them. Damn. I well, fuck it. Fuck you know, it. Throwing it out there, you know. Music's music. No, I, uh, I, I want to, I want to say that I would look into them, but I probably might. I know, dude. There's so much out there. It's so hard. It's so fucking. Yeah, I just hard. like when people suggest things all the time. It's just like. It's like okay, I'll take that into consideration. Yeah, and then no, I, up, I feel yeah. I end up just listening to the, what I've been you're listening, listening to, to for the past fucking oh, years. Man. I completely Although, agree. Do branch out a bit more. But. Yeah. So when so you don't know when your podcasting stopped? No, I don't. It's it had to have been about fucking three years. I want to say at this point since I stopped with that part, but then I kind of changed brandings, and that's actually how Second Star started. All Second right. Star was me because like my um, former coworker had made it a metal show, and I wanted it to be more pop punky emo indie melodic hardcore kind of you know hardcore stuff stuff. you were into yeah very much so Uh so not to say the metal wasn't a part of that but i wanted it to be not just you know metal whatever a little bit more on that end of it so that's how second star started variety Mm -hmm, very much it's like there's a lot of music out there lots of good music and I like a lot of that community and stuff like that and being a part of it. And, you know, that's how I met you guys and everything else. So it was just another chance I felt like for me to also host some of you guys if that ended up being the thing. Because that's how I ended up meeting Safe So Simple and, like, a lot of the local bands here Uh, was through Concerto and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you fell in love with Josh. (laughs) Yeah, dude. That that was weird. Was that whenever he had super long hair? When he had super, yeah, you yeah. Fell in love with him whenever he looked like a ripped Jesus, <laughs> like a ripped. Jesus. I mean, I bet Jesus was ripped. Oh on man, the cross. those beautiful green eyes. Yeah, dude, I actually have a, I have a video because I, vid- I videotaped the interview or recorded the interview, so yeah, I caught the moment where he looked over at me and was oh, like, so he fell in love with you, and then I looked over at him and I was like, the fuck, so, okay, the fuck and, is this guy doing? <laughs> yes. And then he wrote a song about. He, he went to a party. He's just like, hey, have you seen a girl with this color hair? <laughs> Dude, when that movie came out, it was my first year in college, and people called me Ramona Flowers. Yeah. (laughs) No lie. That was a thing for a while. And then I I literally changed my hair colors that fast at that time period, too. My sister used to do that. I used to talk so much shit about my sister. It was like, hey, if they made a a doll for you, you'd be Color Me Barbie. (laughs) Color Me Barbie. That's awful. Yeah, I was. My dad called me a parrot. A parrot? Yeah. He still calls me a parrot. Pajaro. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Oh. Great stuff. Yeah, that's how I met Cesar Simple, though, and Josh, that interview. And yep. then. Josh, the Stripmeister. Yeah, the Stripmeister. Man. Jesus. And I didn't. I wanted nothing. I've been so involved in the music scene for a while that I didn't want anything to do with band guys. Was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, no, dude, I know. What, did you listen I, to Faithfully I... by Journey? <laughs> <laughs> no. But yes, I'm sure. Yes. no it was just like i was a part of it and i just didn't want to be like that person because if things go bad then it's like oh now you're that person that dates band guys in the music scene or whatever Uh, and it's just it's just harder for a lot of ways for girls in some aspects so just to be like aware of things you know so definitely because it's like male dominant yeah and obviously whenever there's a woman of power a lot of people fucking 
flee to that person. <laughs> it gets a little crazy. Exactly. And it's not even that. It's just, you know, it just gets a little, you know, that's just a world that gets a little crazy on that end of it sometimes. So it was like, I just didn't want, you know, rumor mills tr- travel yeah. so far and so fast and everything. And that's not something that I ever really wanted to risk. But yeah, Josh ruined it. Josh ruined it all. Fucking Josh. No, damn yeah. it. He's fucking talented damn though, man. Oh, Good yeah, for him. Of course. Good for him. He'll be on here soon, eventually. I know. I'm really excited for that. Episode 575. Finally, Josh, after 50 years. All of these. Yeah, seriously. 50 years is probably too much. No, you'll do that a lot sooner than 50 years. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll shove him on here and it'll be okay. Yeah. Whenever his schedule, whenever we... We just, it's that time whenever the moon lines up. I know, seriously. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to coordinate it with you and be like, hey man, okay, it's a go. And I'm just going to drive him over here and be like, here you go. We're hanging for a second. Go chat with Nathaniel. Talk to him for a fucking time. Yeah, he misses you guys a lot too. So we can talk about you. miss that motherfucker. Yeah, we miss you (sighs) so much. And now... Well, we, we're a fucking hour and 19 minutes in. I feel like we're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything you else you want to ask or anything? Let me see. Let me look through these. No, we, co- we covered KFMA and your kick-ass shows that you get to watch. <laughs> and I guess we didn't talk so much about fucking... Uh, about uh, planning shows so much. Planning shows? But, a little bit. We talked yeah. a little bit about it, but I mean, but you I, have we anything talked else. More, we talked more yeah. about that before we started recording. Do you? Yeah, uh, no. We, that's a little crazy, uh, but well worth it. I, yeah, hope, I, more, I hope more people invest time into going to shows for one. I think more yes. people need to go to shows. Me too. I know it gets hard because, you know, people are busy and fucking lives and shit like that. But more people tight. that would go to shows, more reason for people exactly. to put fucking music on free and everything. Sh- free shows... Don't miss out on free shows mm-hmm. because they're free fucking shows. Yeah. And you don't know who you'll be seeing. Like You could see the God. next fucking Prince in the Revolution. <laughs> you could. <laughs> Fuck, man. Like, you guys. I would have never seen you guys before and I, I fucking love you guys. And that whole fucking, just even that example, that whole lineup, didn't know anybody, I think, besides two people at that fucking show and loved every single one of those bands. What are you and here we are, still fucking friends. Exactly. Look at this. So like Look at this magic right now. years ago or so. Yeah. Yeah, so what are you saying? We're like, we're we're the next prince in the revolution. Yes, yeah. you are the next prince in the yes, revolution. I hope you heard so. it here, right here. Next prince. <laughs> All right, thank you for coming. Oh, no problem. And thank, thank you. you for being on here. This is, uh, you, uh, thanks to the five people that are probably <laughs> listening to this. Um, tell them about where they can listen to you spin. Records. Spin all those, all those records. Yeah, they sp- tell me about those old days too, and I'm like, man, that sounds like it'd be shitty. Now I just have to, you know, press buttons and shit. It's, it's not even that hard. Digital. It's like just kidding. My computer is dying. Fuck. Yeah, even dude, though it's probably no. a computer that's plugged in. Yeah, it's all you know, set up for me and stuff. We're spoiled. We have beautiful, yeah, hardworking, beautiful. Engineers. You got a beautiful <laughs> studio, and then you come sit in here, and there's like, there's my desk, and there's this, dude. The, the I'm tiny, the same the fucking tiny way. Desk. For the guests. I love it. It's so cute. You're more set up on this podcast level than I was set up on my podcast. So you're doing you're I, doing pretty well, man. I, I tried. I love DIY stuff. Are you kidding me? DIY is DIY like... DIY for do it yourself. Yeah, I want to make comics. I want to make movies and scripts and stories and series and Everything. books. Yeah, I want to do it all too, man. This is how happen. it starts. People can find you on Instagram as... Avery and Things. Avery and Things. Very fitting. All the things. Follow her and her endeavors and everything she does. Listen to her 
on Monday KFMA, through Friday. Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. to midnight. Boom. She's spinning all the classics. All the classics. Some new, and some the, classic. And the, Lots of classics. <laughs> for all you, you pop punk fans out there. And more, pop punk and more. All right. I have no sponsors. Thanks for listening. We're out of here.